0: Guardy Lou
1: Welcome to Guardy Lou. This week on our podcast, we're talking about Christmas traditions or myths, fun stuff. I have some pretty scary uh Santa kind of stuff going on, which I guess I should probably say. We're going to be talking about Santa Claus a lot in this episode, so, you know, use your best judgment (laughs) about who's listening.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that might be a good warning to put on there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just because, you know, we want to keep everything going the way it's supposed to be and everybody's happy. Keep the magic alive. Yes, the magic alive. We are definitely firm believers in Santa Claus on this podcast. I am. Me too always have been always will be yeah (laughs) well what do you got there
0: okay i'm gonna start off a little bit with about saint nick
1: old saint nick saint nicholas a real person right well yeah oh kind of i (laughs) Uh guess
0: (laughs) um well there was like i i was looking up stockings you know how did that come about? And uh, supposedly it it um, originated. So the story goes that there was a um, a man in this I don't know, 1800s or earlier. I don't know when it started. He actually started. Do I have that down here? No. <laughs>
1: Our you research got to, is a get
0: little shaky this us. week. Give us it is
1: this, the uh, the season of busyness and uh, and uh, yeah, just everything's just, happening. We're like trying to get everything done, just like all of you are probably. That there there was a man and he
0: had three daughters and he didn't have any money. And back then, you had to have money to get rid of your daughters. Oh, <laughs> you know, like you the dowry. dowry, yeah. And so I guess. This Saint Nicholas heard about this, and then he, so he tossed um, bags, three bags of gold down the chimney, or three coins, or or you know, depending on who's telling the story, even three, um, gold balls. And um, one of them went into a shoe, one went into the stockings, and the other one—I don't know where it went. No one says anything about the third Somebody's one. Somebody's pocket. Pocket, yeah. Stole it. So and then then the story is that everyone you know heard about this stocking getting filled overnight so after that on christmas every you know other people would hang up their stockings to get the gold or the money they said the gold balls they thought maybe they we, were gold balls and they the oranges were a big thing to put in stockings
1: yeah and they're in season i well, guess well yeah
0: and plus they were you you
1: know couldn't get them you didn't get them at the
0: market you had to you know they were very rare yeah special so wait how
1: does this i maybe i missed something because i was trying to like look through my research real quick but how how does this relate to the daughters so they would have some money for a dowry oh okay so he's like this benevolent guy that's giving poor women some money so they can get their dad's fathers can get rid of them
0: more easily he he would go around doing good deeds i think and then you know that's how he became a saint but then he started this and then every year after that he had to go around and fill stockings
1: yes because i read that like the daughters too if they couldn't be um married i guess they might get sold into slavery or prostitution which is probably the same thing as the marriages back then. <laughs> yeah, that's tr- that's true. We're just bringing all the good cheer up to the holiday season. <laughs> and my, then my um my research says that they think he was born around 280 AD. Oh, in, really? Well, I'm modern way day, off in modern-day Turkey. <laughs> but who knows, right? I well, mean, somebody knows. <laughs> we just don't the, know. The stockings <laughs> became popular here around the 1800s. So it know. took a while for it, his legend to spread.
0: Yeah, and then the oranges in the stockings would, because you can segment them. That it's it's for the ability to share to represent oh, that's sharing. Nice. Yeah. That's why the oranges, plus they were a delicacy because, you know, you can yeah, just run special. down the store and get a bag.
1: <laughs> and when did they start dipping them in chocolate, I wonder? <laughs> those oh, are my favorite, those uh, chocolate oranges.
0: I don't know, but that's probably one of my downfalls. <laughs> I <laughs> those know, keep those away. Uh, so, then the, so an offshoot of that is like in Iceland, they use their shoes. Um, they would put them by the window to be filled, and if you were good, it would they would be filled with candy, and if you were bad, you got a shoe full of rotten potatoes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the rotten
0: potatoes always sort of gives me the willies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those, they smell so bad. I don't, I wouldn't, I can't imagine anybody putting rotten potatoes in their kids' shoes anyway, then they'd have to smell bad.
1: Oh, yeah, or just, you know... You'd have to have rotten potatoes, so you'd be planning ahead <laughs> to give your kids the rotten potatoes. So you'd have to store them somewhere and let them rot. Yeah, I mean, well, they probably did by
0: by Christmas. You know, they were stored. They might have a rotten potato here or there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then Scandinavia, they left their shoes on the hearth to be filled. And they say that here and in, in the United Kingdom, that stockings became um, hung by the hearth or on the bedpost became popular after the that poem, The Night Before Christmas, came yeah. out in 1823. Interesting. Yeah, because it mentions it twice in there. Yeah,
1: yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Like, what came first, the poem or the hanging of the stockings <laughs> in a certain spot?
0: Yeah, because I think if you came from... From another country, maybe like you know Germany or Scandinavia, Iceland, yeah, they used shoes and
1: yeah, and things, so well, the shoes would definitely it's like a nice, well, not nice, but it's a st- better structure than a sock, socks kind of like stretch and hang to and be bottomless get stretched trying to stretched out. Fill <laughs> them. yeah, and then like when you go to wear it again, it's all huge, though I think back then
0: socks were mostly wool. Probably that's true. And it didn't stretch as much as like nylon or.
1: Well, they were definitely smaller than the st- <laughs> stockings we use now. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've seen some stockings as big as me.
1: Yeah, you put yourself in <laughs> it. That's pretty good it. size. Good stocking? Santa brought you me. <laughs> that would be the bad part. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see the kid's face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you ever get coal in your stocking when you were a kid? No. Well, um, I don't know if anybody really ever gets coal. No, well now you can buy candy coal. So, well, one year Santa brought coal for our, one of our cats who'd been misbehaving a lot, and um, my youngest Junie—I don't think she liked it. <laughs> she talked about it a lot. It really worried her that the cat got coal. Which one got coal? Nacho. Well,
0: he can be pretty naughty. I think he sometimes. had broken
1: something of mine like right before Christmas, and I was really upset. Like you know how the cats like to just knock stuff off a table.
0: Yeah, they stare you in the yeah. eye while they and do I it. And I was like, I think
1: Santa's gonna bring Nacho some coal this year, and then Santa did. But she, I don't think the kids liked it, so I didn't. We haven't. Oh no. Talked about it too much well, since, but
0: especially with with these kids, I saw Judy's list. Of what she wants for Christmas, and it's all cat-related. And a lot of it's just toys for the cat.
1: Yeah, she's very generous with (laughs) her Christmas wishes. It's all for the cat. Just cat toys, cat food, cat treats, cat blankets. She finds cat things on Amazon I didn't know existed. (laughs) I know, I know. I've seen her look on
0: there. Check out, if you look on her list of wants, they're they're all cat-related.
1: Now she wants another cat, so... I'm like, well, let's hope Santa doesn't listen to this wish. <laughs> I don't think uh, we can handle any more pets. She, um,
0: yeah. it won't, She's just working on you now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> probably by spring we'll have a kitten. Yeah, I would not be
0: surprised at all. Okay, and then in Ecuador, they use paper bags. Oh, okay. You know, they have their little gifts in paper bags. Do they fill a paper bag like a stocking or they Yeah.
1: Oh that's cool. I think so. We'll find out if anybody's from Ecuador. <laughs> yeah, let us know. I think that's really cool.
0: Uh, I wonder if they
1: decorate the bags and everything. That'd be fun. And then I I saw this on a about a Yule goat. Oh yeah, I read about the Yule Goat. It's got a real name that I <laughs> I cannot pronounce. <laughs> I don't know if you tried or looked it up, but Well
0: it's a Yevla. Yevla, I looked it up. Oh, good. It's spelled G-A-V-L-E, but the pronunciation is Y-E-V-L-A. And um, in well, this one's in Sweden, and I think it's some of the other Scandinavian countries that are, uh, are, have the goat represents a lot of their Christmas decorations. It the uh, origins is from the Norse god. Thor, whose chariot was pulled by goats.
1: Oh, okay. And they have a lot <laughs> That's of... kind of funny to
0: picture, <laughs> like a chariot being pulled by goats. Well, you know... I love that. It, it's it's funny because when I'm looking up some of these traditions and things, most of them are pagan
1: oh, traditions. Oh, yeah. I mean... You know, the Christmas tree. A lot of and, the Christian uh, symbols and things were adopted, I think, probably to pull more people more into people in. Christianity at the time, but... So anyway, the goat represents... I'm not sure what the goats have to do with Christianity well, it's
0: not that's the pagan oh okay pagan but he's... Because oh, it's okay Thor, so... the, the, the goats pull the Thor's chariot, and it's they're supposed to represent an invisible spirit that appears before Christmas to make sure preparations are done correctly,
1: oh. So it's more like someone's checking to make sure you put up the decorations or whatever you're supposed (laughs) to do. Yeah, make the
0: right food or something. But it's they're little. They have them. They they're little goats made out of straw. They're cute. But then in have Yevla, which I think Yevla it means Yule, but they have a um and it's in Sweden and I think that's the name of that town, but I'm not. 100% sure. I thought that I wrote that down, but I didn't. They uh, have this goat that they've made out of straw, and it's 42.6 feet high. Oh,
1: wow. That's impressive. Yeah, it takes a
0: 1,000 man-hours to put this goat together. It's 23 feet wide. It has 1,600 meters of string, 12,000 knots they have to tie to tie all the oh, straw wow. on this frame it's made the frame is a made of, of wool. love yeah and it's it, they started it in 1966 and it's become this really big festival they have you know do fireworks and 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 everything
1: that sounds really fun yeah it's just like a because i love goats <laughs> you know I'm sure they
0: have hot chocolate and oh yeah the stalls good stuff. and yeah all kinds of food People and selling stuff. things yeah yeah but it, it's been a tradition for some people that it, they go and try to burn it
1: down. Oh, no. <laughs> like Burning Man, but it's a giant goat?
0: Yeah, because it's been there, what, over 50 years. and The same goat? No, they oh, build a okay. new one every year. They do year, it every year, okay. Every year. But they... I don't know what I was thinking. Half of the time, it's been burned down. Oh, wow. Somebody's burned it down. I don't know what they do with it. The other times, maybe they just take it apart and...
1: Yeah, and feed it to some
0: livestock yeah, or something. Or something. Sure, they don't waste the hay, but... But even in, in 2001, an American oh, tourist no. No. tried to burn it down, and he <laughs> spent two weeks in jail. Oh, no. <laughs> and his excuse was, well, my... My Swedish
1: friends told me it was okay. Oh no, they're probably like wink <laughs> wink. It's fine. They're well, probably like,
0: Oh those Americans, I believe everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, no he's gotta go to jail. Yeah. Probably I thought that like that. That's, kind that's kind of where funny. he belongs.
0: And then um let's see what else have I got here. I did a little bit on the luminaries, not much, but that was
1: Yeah, that the luminaries are kinda of big here in New Mexico. Yeah, well, we, I never really—I don't know if I ever knew about them until we moved here. I'm trying to remember. I,
0: yeah, I—I I think I saw them in movies, but people didn't just set them out
1: like yeah. they do here. It's like one of those things I can't. I've, we've been here long enough that I can't remember before. <laughs> like if I knew before or not.
0: Yeah, well, they—if um, those of you who who may not know about it—it's it's a brown paper bag usually. And They put sand on the bottom, and they put a candle inside and they light it on Christmas Eve. though some they say now it's more of a tradition of lights, just like yeah, they know, light up the whole twinkle driveway or something. yeah for yeah the,
1: and they do it early, not just on Christmas Eve.
0: But originally it was started by the Roman Catholic Church to symbolize lighting the way for the Christ child to find his way to your home. And I was glad to see that now they use those little battery-operated lights in them.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it was real candles, real candles. And I always worried about the fire—that like it would start a fire or something. Yeah, because here it get get quite windy at times. So, uh, why is the Christ Child finding a way to your home? What does that mean? <laughs> like, well, I mean,
0: it's just a symbol of oh, like that
1: you have Christ can, in he your he can be guided home to you. Or, by okay. the lights yeah i guess that's like an invitation to come in yeah that's what i
0: that's what my take on it that's what it was but i they are pretty i mean they can make them you they know they look set very them out pretty designs yeah. and, and
1: they look cla- like cl- kind of like classic to me sort of like when you see a house that just has a really pretty wreath on the door and the one light shining on it yeah it kind of has that feel to me
0: yeah tra- more
1: traditional yeah yeah Not like rain, you know, we have the rainbow lights and the giant blow up (laughs) snowmen and all, you know. Yeah. We have some really cool decorations here in town. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I like to go see. And those kind of decorations, I mean, they celebrate Christmas as a more secular holiday. And then there's some things in there that are more religious. And I think the luminaries represent the more religious, more religious part. Yeah, Or they or they, 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 started to, off. Yeah. Well, I
1: guess they all started off that way. I don't know I mean, about that big
0: blow-up Frosty the Snowman. That's. I mean, that could just be <laughs>
1: celebrating winter. Yeah, that's so. true.
0: That's true. So, what else have I got here? I came across a little thing on mince pie.
1: Yeah, mince pie. I never really knew what that was. Well, like, does it have meat in it? Traditionally, sure? it
0: did have meat. It would have rabbit or pigeon, partridge, hare, pheasant. <laughs> Your face looks like roasted varieties <laughs> of it. And then they put dried fruit and spices. Um, and it's usually in an oblong shape, not Oh, around. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was to to rep- resemble the shape of the cradle that jesus slept in though now we pretty much knocked out the meat yeah i've
1: seen like you can buy it in a jar but i didn't know if it had meat in it i've never wanted to it just didn't sound good to me so i don't think i've even ever had it
0: yeah because it was minced meat (laughs) right now it's just mince Mince, pie with raisins and currants and it's probably
1: good I should try it It just so I can say I tried it yeah
0: it's got the Christmas spices in it but you know with the meat in there a lot of times they use those spices to cover up (laughs) yeah the the bad the meat starting to turn that's why they had yeah, yeah a lot of spices in there and I do remember my mom getting out the old meat grinder and and making a traditional mincemeat pie. Oh, really? Yeah. She wanted to see what it was like, maybe? or. Well, she used to make them. It's, oh, you know, okay. I don't know what she did. I was too young. After a while, she just kind of cut that out. It seems like a lot of
1: work them. if you have to grind the meat yourself grind
0: and Grind the and everything. meat, and they put the raisins and things and grind it in there, the spices and stuff.
1: Oh, but, so you grind up the raisins, I too? I think so. Wow, yeah. I don't know
0: for sure, because... Like I said, I was little, but I remember right. her, her, it being hooked on the table and her <laughs> grinding, grinding away. away. Yeah,
1: <laughs> That's interesting.
0: I'm sure I didn't want to eat any after seeing that anyway. <laughs> She's just got like a rabbit stuffed in there. No,
1: <laughs> I don't know what kind of meat she used. You it probably was, don't either.
0: No, I don't know what she put in there. And it was supposed to be, you know, you'd make a wish on the first pie of the season And it was supposed to be eaten on the 12 days of Christmas to represent the 12 months. And it was good luck to eat it. And it was good luck also to serve it in every house that, you know, when you had a visitor, you'd give them a piece of minced meat pie.
1: (laughs) Oh, so you must have made several if you had a lot of friends stopping by. You'd have to make several pies. Yeah, and it's
0: probably one of those things they could make
1: up ahead and
0: store in a cold I think it's interesting to you that it
1: was oblong shape, so the whole making your Christmas food into some weird <laughs> shape to fit the holiday uh, theme or whatever was going on for a long time. Yeah. Because, like, we were talking last episode about the, the tuna reefs. fish Christmas trees <laughs> and the, yeah, the wreath shapes and everything. And then uh, a little tidbit about
0: St. Nick – He was originally pictured in long brown robes with fur, with a holly crown. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, but that's the original St. Nick. That's, I think, what he's supposed to look like. Right. But Coca-Cola put him in the red and white suit that we know today for a campaign ad in the 1930s.
1: It makes more sense now because I've always wondered, you know, what's the big tie-in with Coca-Cola and Santa? Because they always have a lot of Santa... Coca-Cola stuff. Yes. More than like any other company <laughs> that I've seen.
0: Well, they're very collectible. A yeah. People collect all of their stuff every year. I
1: guess it's gone back for generations and generations now, so it makes yes. sense. Well, 1930s. That's funny. So he used to be more subdued and yeah, nature-looking, like, natural-looking, browns it's probably and earth tones.
0: It, it went from being St. Nick to... Santa Claus. The commercialization Yeah. Santa. It's like everything seems to be commercialized.
1: And then too, like the red gets kids' attention probably, and then they want to drink the Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. And
0: I don't know, 1930s, were they still putting cocaine in the Coca-Cola?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'd have
0: to look that up. It's like it would be definitely keeping them away from those oh, kids. Keep your hyper uh, holiday season
1: going. You needed some Coca-Cola just to get it all done. Oh. Um,
0: it's amazing what we humans used to do to make things good. <laughs> yeah, well we're still doing it. And then well if it makes money, we we have a tendency to go that way. And um there's that Christmas pickle.
1: Oh and- yeah, the Christmas pickle. I've always wondered what that meant I've seen it and I've seen like some little poem that you can give with it but I don't remember the poem
0: no I didn't I didn't see the the thing on the poem but it I, when I was a kid we didn't have a pickle I don't know anything about it either it wasn't till I was an adult that I I would see you know some people talked about having the pickle but there's a lot of um speculation on how that started and one of them, you know, some people think it was passed down from an from old world Germany that they brought it over here. But they say people in Germany said, no, they don't have any history on no pickles.
1: They're like, what are you talking about, <laughs> yeah. crazy people?
0: We, we, don't, we don't do that. Keep your pickles to yourself. And then there's another one that said it was in honor of a Civil War soldier that was captured and he was starving. And he talked to one of the guards into giving him a pickle. And he huh. decided that that pickle saved his life. It gave him just enough nutrition to get him over till he got released or he got more food or something. Oh, and
1: wow. So it kind of saved him.
0: So he started putting a pickle on his tree every year for oh, luck. to
1: remind him. Oh.
0: And there's also another one where they said that two, I guess two young boys were murdered and... They the murderer stuck him into a pickle barrel and oh. St. Nick came along and he, I don't know how he knew they were in there. but Well, he is St. Nick. I mean. And he magically made them come alive and rescued him out of the pickle barrel. But they said that historically, historical evidence says no, none of those are it. What happened was, because this has really started here in the States, and Woolworths, started importing around 1800. They started importing glass ornaments from Germany. And a lot of them were in the shape of vegetables and fruits and things. And the pickle was green and it blended into the tree. So it did not sell very fast. Okay. So some... Enterprising salesman said, Hey, what if we do this? and they put a note on it, which is the note you were probably talking about. Yeah. That said, you know, whoever finds the pickle first they get a prize or a special oh, treatment. Oh, that sounds fun. And some people said they would they were they would get an extra special Christmas present to unwrap. Oh, okay. Or they would be able to unwrap the first present or they got um, something special. Something yeah. special. They had good luck for the year. So here it all comes down to greed again. <laughs> yeah, just trying to sell stuff. Yeah, pickle surplus. Let's figure a way to get rid of it. And they <laughs> did. And they say people, you know, they sell a lot of those pickles. And pickles. Yeah. Because
1: well, then, like, everybody wants to get in on it, kind of like the elf on the shelf now. You know, that's a big thing. And everybody's talking about it. So then you want to get one, too. You don't want to be left out. Plus, it adds a little more dimension to
0: the Christmas season. Yeah, you need Everybody's some Everybody's looking in that tree, see if they
1: can find that pickle. And really, it's not too expensive. You buy one pickle ornament, and you're good. Yeah, you know, until for it breaks. <laughs> yeah. I saw um, somebody on my Facebook page, I can't remember who, but... They, have a, they get a new pickle ornament every year, and they were showing them all laid out. Except one year, they couldn't find one, and they have a, a carrot instead. It's like It or- <laughs> looks like an orange pickle, but
0: <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, hey, you could always use those kids' fake
1: foods. So they have pickles oh, yeah. in there. Just wrap some yeah. ribbon on it, tie yeah. it up. It would be fun to do that. I kind of love the idea, too, of like a whole tree decorated with vegetables. <laughs> it just sounds fun. I've gotten I used to be I wanted
0: every ornament different a whole bunch of different things and now I'm gotten bored with that I kind of want to do themes every year
1: yeah we've done a lot of themed ones in the last couple years because the kids just I don't know they want to do it like one year we had a paint everything was pink (laughs) so we had to make all these ornaments because we didn't have that many pink probably didn't have any pink ornaments really because yeah. everything's you know red and green and um but it was really fun we got big pink bows and all that and it was fun
0: and so this year of course it's cats it's cats right? <laughs> yeah we have
1: uh, we ended up putting two trees up one of them is more traditional and the other one is all cats so we had to make some more ornaments because we only had a few cat ornaments
0: and it, the kids like to be making the ornaments
1: yeah usually every year we do sit down and make a bunch it's just having something
0: attached to whatever you do that that they do together and and you know
1: adds a little bit of something
0: exciting yeah and then next
1: year you see them and you remember like oh that's the year we did the cat theme tree and then they made the cat ornaments and you know and this year I had a um an advent calendar
0: and I I decided to put little a little note in there where it says, like, with a rhyme, which now I'm going reg- you know, <laughs> to regret it's hard to come up with all those rhymes. 24 rhymes, rhymes. <laughs> yeah. To f- well, more than that because – Oh, there's two of them, right? Well, th- I've got three or four, like, you know, this is – there's a note where um, – how did I rhyme it? When Nacho <laughs> sleeps – I don't know. I When Nacho lays – I forget what I, how I wrote the poem, but then there'd be a note there and then that note would take them someplace else, but they got to figure out where it oh, is. Oh yeah, like
1: little clues. And, yeah. But they all rhyme. So
0: you're up the creek with that. Oh, yeah. Trying to come up with the new I, rhymes every day. Yeah. And I'm thinking I might have to <laughs> you
1: know, modify it a little. I'd have
0: to, yeah, next year I might do it a little different, but it was, they, they enjoy it because they have to stop and think and well, what does that mean? Where is that?
1: Yeah, and it takes up more time than just pu- you know, opening the flap on getting a little something piece of candy. Or again. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, but they seem to like it. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I know they talk about it like. Did she do it yet? Is it ready? Can we go over there? You know. Yeah, because I'm still thinking about rhymes. When and then I've one day you forgot to do it because they were like, "We have to do two today." Oh no! They, they never it. came over, and I didn't call them. Oh, <laughs> they, I think they thought you never got it done, so they uh, didn't come. But yeah, because so that's so funny. Usually
0: Junie's over here bugging me oh, right like away.
1: Crack of dawn. Did that girl's like, "Can we do like, it now? Can, I, can we do it? Can I open it?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my gosh, girl!" So.
0: That's about it for me, for uh that
1: I can think of mince- All right. yeah, well, I got a little bit about Santa Claus, like in the u s that I thought was interesting, um so you know, Santa Claus is on the Coke, you know, the red yeah. and all that, but then- they have the
0: best looking Santa Claus, really, yeah, nice some- that's the one I picture jolly. he's
1: like the classic Santa Claus. Yeah. But um, I found out that the whole idea of Santa being someone you could go visit, you know, like at the at the shopping mall, the shopping mall Santa, yeah. um, it started in 1841 when there was a Philadelphia shop that had a life-size Santa Claus model, and thousands of children went to visit it because they wanted to see Santa, and it was only you know a little bit of time after that where somebody came up with the idea of hey let's get a real santa in here yeah. you know a real person um and so that's when that started where they'd have a santa in the in the store the the shopping mall santa <laughs> mm. you know which is kind of interesting um and of course you know now they charge right a lot of times for you to get your picture taken with santa so they found a way to make money off that too oh yeah um we're lucky around here cuz most of the things are free. <laughs> we're yeah. pretty lucky where we live in a small town so you know a lot of stores will just have Santa come and then you can take your own picture or they'll send you a you know they'll take your picture and send it to you.
0: Yeah, and I the kids are funny like that too though. Sam never minded getting her picture taken with with Santa. She'd sit on his knee and well of course I have some where I was sitting with her. I had to go with her.
1: Yeah, I don't have too many pictures of them. And then I have you.
0: I have, I don't know how many I have with Brenna, three or four of her going. And then you, I didn't get one for you until you were like, what, (laughs) mid-20s or so? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then... Uh, I think my kids. Well, Junie's going to be the same. She's not too keen on it. I just got a picture of Sam with one of her friends, and you know they're like tweens and they're ironic. You know, got the ironically seeing Santa kind of picture. You know, they're standing next to him like holding their cocoa, plastic. You know, cocoa mugs that you get. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to like say? Like a paper they're cup. Not yeah. Standing by him. Well, they're kind of there, but like. <laughs> trying to be cool at the same time or something. I know it's kind of funny. (laughs) And then Junie wanted to go, but she didn't want Santa to touch her or have to sit on his lap. And so she would, like, run over and then run away. (laughs) So, like, we didn't really get a picture with her, with Santa. When you think about it. We're like, don't talk to
0: strangers. Yeah. Go ahead and sit on this guy's lap. That's not. Yeah, it's like, who
1: is this guy? And, you know, they're like, that's Santa's helper, so they know it's not the real, it's not santa. real santa it's just yeah. somebody that's helping out helping out yeah so but then the salvation army was giving out free meals to families and um they needed more money to buy more meals so they started dressing up unemployed men in santa claus suits and then having them ring their the santa bell
0: ah huh. that's so, not how that started
1: yeah so i thought that was kind of interesting It's still
0: another thing of capitalizing on something.
1: (laughs) I know, but at least it's for a good cause,
0: I guess. Yeah, I always give to the Salvation Army around the holidays.
1: And then Santa, like, uh, you know, started appearing in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade when it started in 1924. So all the kids would line up to see Santa.
0: Yeah, and it was more exciting back then because they didn't, have them everywhere yeah
1: he probably wasn't at every shopping center and all that plus i remember as a kid it wasn't this you know christmas
0: season started in september i mean it it didn't start till december
1: right well and speaking of that i read that in the philippines christmas starts in september like the christmas season and they have the longest Christmas season in the world, basically. Because all the months that end in burr, they call it the burr season, are Christmas. So, like, starting September 1st, the stores are decorated. There's Christmas music playing everywhere. And I'm like, well, the people here complain all the time <laughs> about our Christmas season. They would not be happy about the Philippines, I guess.
0: No. You know, that the... the- The decorations look nice when they're put up, and they stay nice for, you know, a short time. But by the time Christmas comes around, everything looks tattered and hanging, and no one's (laughs) had time to replace them or fix them. Yeah, Yeah. the
1: bows are all beat up. It's just too long, and it's really bad for the kids. I think well it's hard to wait that long. I know my kids always get kind of worn out by the time Christmas actually happens. Yeah, and then it's it's anticlimactic. So, I looked around on the internet to see kind of how different people have celebrate Santa, I guess, you know. Um it's not all they it's not all the same kind of like you were saying they put you know, shoes out instead of stockings. So, well, Santa's not the same. I guess they don't have the big Coca-Cola <laughs> push with <laughs> for Santa. So it's kind of, that was kind of, it's been kind of interesting. Um, well, it's not always Santa either, isn't it? Somebody else sometimes. Right, yeah, like some, there's some other things going on. But so in the Netherlands, they have Sinterklaas, which is, you know, he's based on St. Nicholas too, Um They observe the Feast of Sinterklaas Sinterklaas on December 6th, um, but the festivities begin on the 5th, which is St. Nicholas's Eve, and that's when people give out their gifts to their family members. On the 6th? On the 5th. 5th of... Uh, They do it on Christmas Eve, and then... um, but the actual day is the 6th. That's when they have the big feast. That's when they have their Christmas. A lot of people do that here too where they open presents on Christmas Eve instead of Christmas Day, mm-hmm. which I kind of think makes sense if you're going to be cooking all day and have a lot of work to do. Yeah, just have your
0: your feast on Christmas Day.
1: Yeah. So according to the local legend in the Netherlands, Sinterklaas is an aged man who spots a full white beard, wears a long red... Chasuble over a white alb. I'm not sure what that means, but I'm thinking it's like a cape or, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever you would wear. Um, and he rides on a white horse known as Amerigo and he moves from house to house rewarding children for good behavior uh, with gifts. So... This is in in where? The Netherlands. It originated in the Middle Ages and was observed um, to assist the poor in society. Mm-hmm. So... I thought that was interesting. And then in Italy they have um, Befana, which I hope I'm saying that right. Um she's a woman, an old woman who gives gifts to children annually during the during Epiphany Eve, which is a festival observed all over the country on the night of January 5th. The local fol- folklore in Italy portrays Befana as an old hag. I've heard her referred to as a witch too. <laughs> who travels um, airily riding on a broomstick and wears a black shawl. (laughs) Sounds like a witch. Sounds like a witch, yeah. Or at least our version of a witch. Yeah. Uh, She visits homes and she enters through the the chimney, kind of like Santa, and she leaves candy and other gifts to children who have been good and leaves soot or a lump of coal to children who have been bad. She's also known as the Christmas Witch. So I thought that was cool. I had some more on her, too, but I don't know where I put it. I might come across it in a minute. Oh, yeah, here she, here it is. Um, so there's, like, more to the story. So supposedly um, the Magi stopped at her house to ask for directions on their way to visit baby Jesus. And they invited Bifana to come with them on their journey. But she said she had too much housework to do. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right and after they left she changed her mind and tried to find them but couldn't so now she flies around on the night of january 5th uh, much like santa delivering toys to children instead of milk and cookies it- italians leave out a plate of sausage and broccoli and a glass of wine for her sausage and broccoli <laughs> yeah apparently that's interesting <laughs> it kind of sounds good though like after all the sweets you usually have like yeah. i'm like mm, sausage and some wine that doesn't yeah. sound too bad so but that the was broccoli cool. sounds like it a... i mean i like broccoli
0: yeah but but it doesn't seem to go with <laughs>
1: does christmas it make the... does it sound right to you no well i guess it's after christmas really well, Kinda. their Christmas
0: like that's so, true. A lot of countries go by a different calendar for yeah.
1: They go by more of the religious calendar yes. of past years. Yeah. Um, in Central Europe, they have Mikulas. I'm not sure if I'm saying that quite right. So this is like the Czech Republic, Hungary, Slovenia, Romania, Poland, and Slovakia. Um, and he is celebrated as a historical figure similar to Saint Nicholas. Um, it the legend originated in Hungary and spread to the other uh, Central European countries. So, according to folklore, he's accompanied by his assistants, and he visits homes on December fifth every year, where good children are re- are awarded gifts and candy for their good behavior, while children with poor morals receive a wooden spoon. I hope that's not for spanking. <laughs> Or pieces of raw potatoes or lumps of coal from McCoolis's mean assistant, Krumpus, who I will also talk about again Krumpus, later. I've Krumpus? I've heard that before. Yeah. Is there a movie? Yeah, there's like a horror movie, which I uh, think is okay. like a horror Christmas movie. Yeah. um, We should probably have watched, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, horror movies are not my things. So. <laughs> well would have been interesting either. to add to our christmas movie episode um the next one is Jaloop Bucky, which i am probably butchering Jaloop Bucky? jalup it's well it's j o u could be julepucky u p u k k i so Should he's be, a, it's start a christmas
0: with an h sound too
1: that's true it could be hulupucky <laughs> or not Hula Pucky. um it's a christmas <laughs> figure from scandinavia And is usually celebrated in Norway. It's a Finnish word which is loosely translated to Yule goat. Oh, yeah. Same thing. So, well, I don't know if you told us this part, so I'll go ahead and say it. I can't remember, but if I'm repeating the story, I'm sorry. An old man with a long white beard who wears tight red leather pants and a red fur trimmed coat travels on a sleigh pulled by reindeer and visits homes all over the country, leaving gifts to children. So it's so, a thin Santa Claus. he's class, a, Norse, really? <laughs> a Norse figure, like you said. So it's interesting, too, like when you look up um, a particular person or whatever, that there's different stories about it or different depictions, you know, kind of like, you know, our Santa too. He looks different in different things. Mm-hmm. Um, in Iceland, they have the Yule Lads, which is kind of like they're modern-day santa equivalent um, they're also known as yule men they're based on icelandic folk folklore figures um yule lads were the sons of grayla and lepaludi and they were trolls who live in the mountains and the yule lads would descend from the mountains to prank or scare children who misbehaved and they were accompanied by a yule cat which was a beast that would eat children who did not get new christmas clothes so he would troll around the cat would troll around and look in your window and if you didn't get new christmas clothes you'd get eaten so you had to put the clothes you got for christmas out on display and if you didn't get any clothes you would take some clothes from last year that still looked pretty good and hope to trick the cat
0: (laughs) oh that's weird yeah um but-
1: the Yule lads were depicted as 13 men who travel around the country during Christmas offering gifts to children with good morals. So there but they was they were the-
0: tro- descendants of trolls.
1: Yeah. I wonder where that if that's where the elves came come in. So there's like the good ones and the bad ones. <clears throat> Weird. And in Germany they have the Krampus, which is what we were just talking about. And he's a companion of Santa Claus. And so he's, he's depicted as a horned half-goat, half-demon mythical creature. He's got a long forked tongue, and he punishes children who have been naughty. So he's sort of like Santa's the good cop, Krumpus is the bad cop. <laughs> he sounds pretty bad. <laughs> he originated from um, the pagan beliefs of ancient Germany and was a horned god of the witches. In modern Europe, Krampus is portrayed by people wearing hairy costumes, accessorized by demon masks and horns, which I think would be really fun to see pictures of. Um. So there's more too that I found on another site. They said that he mostly frightens the children with his beastly looks, and really he looks like the like how the devils portrayed a lot to me you with a forked tongue. He's got the horns and the forked tongue, and this is like a pagan god. But was they kind of stole like the look of the pagan god to create the devil? What the devil looks like, but yeah. the pagan god was not a devil, <laughs> but is often like confused for one by people who don't know better. Was the pagan god mean? No, he's just <laughs> like the male, like in the the pagan tradition there's like a goddess and a god and i think he was the male half like yin and yang you know oh okay the there's the female and the male um they said that he throws particularly bad children into his sack let me turn the page or chains them up in his basket and carts them off to hell People in Austria and neighboring countries often up, dress up as Krumpus in early December and wander the streets to scare children.
0: That would be really scary. Yeah. That could traumatize a kid forever, really. Well,
1: you know, too, like, some of the stuff we do does kind of traumatize kids. Like, even the elf on the shelf. Like, our my kids were terrified of it, so I stopped bringing it out. Because yeah. you're not supposed to touch it. It moves by itself at night. You know, it's kind of creepy. And, like, one year, I had done some clever thing with the elf, and it was, like, hanging, and it just gave out and fell. And my daughter just freaked out. It was horrible. She was so upset about it because it moved right in front of her face. Yeah. And it scared the crap out of her, so we stopped doing it. So it's like, you don't know. Because it's the same thing. Like, the, the Krumpus is going to scare the kids into being good until Christmas, you know? And then we have the Santa's watching you. Yeah. You know, all that stuff that we'd say. And you just don't know, like, how it's going to affect certain kids. And then (laughs) yesterday, Junie told me they were playing Elf on the Shelf at school. And I'm like, well, how do you play Elf on the Shelf? And she said, one of us is the elf. And you stand there in a creepy pose with a creepy face. And then everybody else goes to, pretends to go to sleep and then you start moving and then everybody wakes up and runs around screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Because we think they're... like, oh, it's this sweet little thing we're doing. And the kids are all like at school terrified. <laughs> really?
0: Then what did they made a... a um movie about the a horror movie about Krumpus
1: yeah I mean it's basically like the devil I mean that's he what looks it looks hor- like yeah
0: it sounds like he'd look horrible
1: yeah I'm like he probably has really bad breath
0: <laughs> he just looks like you well, would <laughs> yeah yeah well, forked
1: tongue and all in Iran they have Amu Nooraz <clears throat> excuse me Amu Nooraz is an Iranian fictional figure um that features in local folk- folklore. Also goes by the name Papa Norwas, Amu Norwas. Oh, Papa Norwas, yeah. Amu Norwaz is believed to appear at the start of spring each year, accompanied by Haji Furas, another fictional figure. <laughs> I'm probably butchering these names. To commemorate the opening of the Iranian New Year. And similar to Santa Claus, he's depicted as a silver- silver-haired old man with the long white beard, and he visits children and gives them gifts. In contrast, Haji Furu's, Amu's companion, plays tambourine and demands gifts from the children. Oh. So you got the good one that's giving you the gift and the other one playing the dreaded tambourine (laughs) (laughs) and demanding gifts. I thought that was so awesome. Uh, Let's see. Dead Moroz is a Russian fictional figure who's like Santa Claus. Um he's also present in Ukraine and, you know, many other countries in the former Eastern Bloc. Um, it loosely translates to old man frost. And according to legend, Dead Miraz is an old man with a long white beard and he wears a long fur coat and a fur hat and carries a long magic staff. So I just picture a <laughs> picture of a wizard, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um, sounds like one. He's said to appear on New Year's Eve where he gifts children with presents um and he's accompanied by his granddaughter whose name is (laughs) snegerachka i'm sure she's a beauty (laughs) uh let's see in northern europe there's niece which is a mythical uh figure in scandinavian folklore and is usually depicted as a tiny 35 inch in height dwarf with the close resemblance of a garden gnome. He has a long white beard and wears a con- conical cap. So, is that that must be where all those garden gnomes come from? Then, Probably huh? with the pointy dunce yeah. caps. Yeah. <laughs> um, he appears during the winter solstice and on Christmas delivers gifts to the doors of residence. So. I think that's, that might be where they have the shoes too, isn't it? Was it Scandinavia? Yeah. Or oh, that was Sweden. I don't remember. Um, Up there, all these Christmas things are starting to get,
0: <laughs> like, jumbled together in my head. The Scandinavia leaves them on the
1: hearth. And I guess over time and, you know, commercialization, he's starting to look more like our Santa Claus. Than, you know, the dwarf. Yeah. He's He's changing. Uh, let's see in Central Europe they have Christkind um, and let's see he is portrayed as a sprite like child with short blonde hair and tiny angelic wings so I kind of picture like a cherub <laughs> from uh, uh, what's that guy's name that painted the Sistine Chapel michelangelo yeah i like picture one of them for some reason (laughs) like a chubby little blonde kid you know (laughs) um and gives gifts to children during christmas uh he was a creation of martin luther leader of the protestant church during the 16th century as a resemblance of baby jesus so it's like a little baby jesus that brings you presents (laughs) it's very cute Uh, now i'm picturing my my sister had a cat named Baby Jesus for a while. <laughs> Imagine, like, a cute little cat named Baby Jesus bringing presents. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: it sounds cute, though. It does sound cute. And in the Basque country, um, they have one a guy called Olent Zero. And he's basically, like, Santa, too, and brings gifts to all the kids. They don't really talk about what he looks like or anything, but I'm assuming it's something similar.
0: Yeah, if they don't describe them, then it probably is.
1: Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, let's see. I found some other traditions that aren't santa related necessarily. I think we already talked about Krampus. Let's see. Oh, in Mexico, they have Night of the Radishes <laughs> in Oaxaca. On December 3rd, they have... The Night of the Radishes, which is a festival in which merchants and artisans sell radishes that have been intricately carved to depict nativity scenes, local wildlife, familiar architecture, and other relevant displays. And they're sold as Christmas centerpieces. And the best creator, the best radish design, wins a monetary prize. That sounds they. When is their Christmas in Mexico I'm imagining it's the same 25th. So those radishes must look pretty bad by then. Well, it's on the 23rd. So it's only, it's only Oh, two I thought days. you said
0: it was the 3rd. No,
1: 23rd, sorry. Okay. I probably I might have said the 3rd. Okay. <laughs> I, I probably 23rd. didn't hear it right. Yeah, so they and then they carve them up. And another thing I found about carving up is carving up fruits or vegetables was in China where they don't really celebrate Christmas, but on Christmas they give each other peace apples. Which are apples oh, yeah. carved in intricate designs, and then they wrap them up like a Christmas present. Yeah, I thought that was kind of sweet. I thought that was nice too. I yeah. I saw that one. They kind of, that's how they celebrate. Everyone else celebrating Christmas, I guess. Well, it's it's interesting because, like in Japan, and I think
0: I talked about it with the food. They their tradition on Christmas Day because most of them aren't Christians. They eat Kentucky fried chicken. Yeah, that's, that's their, their thing.
1: their tradition. It's a, I have something on that too. An estimated 3.5 million Japanese families eat fried chicken on Christmas Eve thanks to a marketing stunt by KFC in the 1970s called Kentucky for Christmas, but in Japanese I can't pronounce yeah. it. So Christians make up a very small percentage of the Japanese population. And so this campaign just made up for a lack of Christmas holiday traditions.
0: Yeah, so it's where Christmas has kind of gotten to be more of a secular holiday. Yeah. Than a religious holiday. I guess it
1: could go back to like a winter solstice, you know, because we're all just happy that now the days are going to start getting Getting longer. longer. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, because this would never happen here with KFC, but in Japan, um, they get fried chicken, cake, and champagne. With, that's what they get for their KFC meal. Huh. I'm like, where's our champagne, KFC? Yeah.
0: Well, they get it right from
1: KFC. They
0: do the whole thing.
1: Yeah, they have to pre order their dinners way in advance because it's so popular. Yeah. And then they get it from KFC. Hmm. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. They don't even have, do they have cake here? i don't been, think so i haven't been years. to kfc yeah yeah we didn't have the best kfc here and then it got shut down so i don't know what happened there but we don't even have one anymore
0: no the nearest one's like what 60 miles away probably so Deming has one i think
1: yeah Still. maybe I, I don't know where's my champagne, champagne and cake <laughs> are you
0: serving it for christmas where's my chicken <laughs> So uh, Christmas here is is about the only holiday that everything is closed, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Well, well that's kind of new, too, because I think Walmart was open sometimes. Maybe not, though. No, I think they, they they always they've closed. been closed. But they, they did close for Thanksgiving I this know, year. I that was, was really
0: big. Yeah, I was impressed. Yeah. A lot of the stores closed for Thanksgiving this year. I think they year. realized
1: after the pandemic that they didn't really need to be open that day. Probably no. didn't sell that much.
0: No, I don't think they did. When I was in the grocery store, they didn't sell too much.
1: When you think about like moms, you know, are cooking all that food and then they got to clean up. They're probably too tired to go shop and yeah. not, you know, I know there's dads that shop too, but mostly it seems like moms are <laughs> moms, doing the Christmas shopping. Moms do
0: Christmas. Dads do one thing for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Maybe that's changing. This is just our personal experience. Um. In Norway, they have something called hide the broom as one of their holiday traditions. So they believe witches and evil spirits roam the night sky on Christmas Eve. And since the broom is a witch's favorite mode of transportation, right? They have to hide the broomstick. So they hide all of the brooms um, to prevent any witches from getting their hands on them. And um, some people even fire a warning gunshot into the air to scare the witches off. Oh,
0: well, that's on Christmas Eve?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Like here we have people firing guns on New Year's Eve, yeah. <laughs> which is always disturbing. I don't really like it, but. No, I, I'm yeah. i always afraid of that. Yeah, it's straight like, bullets. Oh, you know they're probably drunk, so it's not, not good. Um, oh, I love this one, and I saw it a friend posted something about this on facebook too that i'd never heard of it um it's called dead horse caroling in wales um so what happens is the um the people get a horse skull and then they cover it with ribbons and like white um sheets kind of um so you just have the head sticking out like picture like a hooded horse skeleton right <laughs> and um they come to your door and they they start singing. So there's, like, carolers. But then when you open the door, there's the skull. And um, as part of it, the tradition, the group will sing to you and then challenge you to a battle of rhyming insults. So they'll <laughs> insult you, and then you have to insult them back. And then um, eventually, whoever wins, wins. And then they get invited in for refreshments well that sounds kind of fun in a way i know i when i saw it on my friend's thing i thought where can i get a horse skull <laughs> that'd be interesting though to, to i'm all out there singing you gotta be up quick thinking, yeah that would be hard to do like to be that witty um this one is in guatemala it's called burning of the devil so Guatemalans Guatemalans um, have a thing called the Burning of the Devil, and it's on December sixth, and they set bonfires outside of their homes and burn effigies of Satan to expunge evil evil spirits, and to celebrate the victory of good over evil. In the past, people would bring out all the trash from their house and set it on fire, and some I guess still do. But in the wake of environmental backlash, many people are sticking to burning piñatas shaped like the devil. And this is accompanied by um, traditional donuts and warm fruit punch, and it signifies the start of the Christmas season. That's in Guatemala. Yeah. Of course, I'm up mm, donuts. I'm sticking warm fruit punch. punch. Yeah, sounds, sounds kind of good. I'm a little cold, so I'm like, yeah. In Australia, they have a beach party. Oh, yeah, because December's in their summer. I know. That always, like, shocked me when I was a kid. Oh, unfortunately, I did not attach that beach, so I don't know what they do, but it sounds fun. A beach party for Christmas. I'm sure that's probably to start their Christmas season off, too. It has to be weird to, um, well, I don't know. I've seen ornaments
0: now, like, that represent like Florida or somewhere where you know you might have a pink flamingo or yeah you know, something like that. But... Santa's
1: wearing shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, yeah. It's weird just for me because we moved from the East Coast where there was like snow and sleigh bells made sense. You know, you yeah. gotta you're gonna go on a sleigh ride in the snow. Everything's like warm clothes and all that and then we live in New Mexico now where it's some Christmases aren't even cold at all really No, some of them are t-shirt We rarely Shirt get weather. that much snow where you could have a sleigh ride and um, so it's, it is totally different and well, so imagine like somewhere else, you know. Well, somewhere where you've never even seen snow and all the Christmas things talk about snow. Yeah, the songs, the songs. so many songs and then the decorations. Although yeah. maybe it's different where they are too. They might, you know, have everything with the beach wear. Yeah. Your su- your bathing suits, you know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Kind of interesting. Um, so I looked up some different winter holidays because I didn't want to just focus only on Christmas. So we talked about Hanukkah in our last, um... Yeah, when we talked about food. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it. So they have, um, a special candle holder called a menorah that they light for eight, eight days, um... And it can be sometimes in November or December, depending on the calendar, how it works out. And they do it to remember an ancient miracle in which one day's worth of oil burned for eight days in the temple. Um, and they play dreidel and sing songs, win chocolate coins, etc. It sounds like a really delicious holiday. Yeah. <laughs> like the food sounds so good. Oh. And Hanukkah's not really like their main no holiday no. either so i think that's kind of interesting um i've had some i have some friends who are jewish and they talk about how much christmas is in the schools even though it's not really supposed to be yeah religiously but you know there's christmas trees everywhere and stuff but then and they kind of do like some token hanukkah stuff but then their high whole holidays they don't even mention no. like in the school at all which i think is kind of i think it's not Isn't good.
0: It Rasasana it's uh, the the it, big day. Yeah, it
1: might be. I don't know enough about it.
0: No, I know a little bit, but I've forgotten a lot of. It.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. I have a hard time remember <laughs> remembering things right now. There's just so much happening in the world, and I'm still recovering from the pandemic. I don't think I'm quite past it yet. Yeah, like I know my I'm brain not. is still. I don't know, a little foggy, and I didn't even have COVID yet. Knock on wood, but I still have brain fog just from the whole experience yeah um three kings day uh at the end of the 12 days of christmas comes a day called the epiphany or three kings day this holiday is celebrated as the day the three wise men first saw baby jesus and brought him gifts so as i said earlier you know some some people get their presents on that day Um, In Puerto Rico, before children go to sleep on January 5th, they leave a box with hay under their bed so the kings will leave good presents. In France, a delicious king cake is baked, and bakers hide a coin, jewel, or little toy inside. And I've heard about those. I've always wanted to get one. I think whoever finds the item, you know, is lucky for the year or something. Yeah. Winter solstice, which occurs around December 21st, that kind of changes over time. I mean, with the calendar, too. Uh, I have some more information than this, but let me just I kinda see. I kind of
0: like the idea of celebrating winter solstice.
1: I do, too. I want to try to, like, incorporate more of that because it it's very much, like, just food and and, uh fire oh. Oh. Our normal <laughs> holidays not the fire yeah. but the food <laughs> it's like a big party but it's it's uh to celebrate the end of the um, the long nights and short days because that's when the days start getting longer and the nights start getting shorter
0: which isn't really too bad here yeah it's not too bad here it's well because I've been reading some things about like you know, people in Alaska and yeah, they other got places dark where they got twenty hours out of the day—something <laughs> horrible. For, yeah, for a while, <laughs> I need that sun.
1: Yeah, so like during the winter solstice, they have big festivals where they light bonfires and candles, and in, in the hopes to coax the sun back. And um, it used to be—it's called Yule or Christmas. You know, it's the same kind of the same time period or whatever. Um we talked about the Yule log last episode, so I probably won't talk about that too much, but where you have to burn the log. And um because yeah, it's supposed to burn for the twelve days of Christmas. Is it i don't know if days? it's that long but it might be i can't remember i thought it was 24 hours but then you said it was a certain amount of days so i think i think you're probably right well, I know they had a big
0: like a tree. Log, then yeah, they would, like a
1: huge, and then they have to slide it
0: into the yeah, fire. Yeah, somebody has to keep an keep eye it on going. that.
1: Um, they used to kill like a wild boar, and of course you would use up your um whatever vegetables you have. I don't mean use up, but you'd share them with people. So you bring your potatoes and different things Go that like you were that. able to store through the winter. Yeah, and it's. I think it's just too. It keeps you from getting tired depressed and you know the winter gets pretty rough after a while there's no excitement (laughs) you know especially if you are in a very cold climate yeah and it's dark um there's like way more to winter solstice too i just don't have i didn't you know this is just little snapshots um saint lucia day is in sweden and that's on december 13th and Girls dress up as Lucia brides in long white gowns with red sashes and a wreath of burning candles on their heads. And um, they wake up their families by singing songs and bringing them coffee and twisted saffron buns called Lucia cats. So that sounds fun, except for the real candles, but maybe they don't use real candles anymore. Hmm. That was in the ref too, wasn't it? The candles, the candles on the head. And I think that's also a pagan thing or winter solstice thing too, yeah. where they would wear the... Uh, wreaths around your head with the candles that would be so scary now especially since no one
0: really most of us don't have fire all the time you're not cooking with fire yeah not, it's dangerous you probably <laughs> don't have that respect that they did back then
1: yeah but i'm sure a lot of people got burned too oh, yeah. just like the melting wax and
0: all of that yeah sounds like a scary sounds a little dangerous <laughs> especially have your kids doing it <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. And and uh, unsupervised, because they're supposed to be surprising you. Yeah. So then we have uh, Kwanzaa, which we talked about quite a bit in our last episode, too, on the food and everything. Um, they have their... They light candles, too. And um, I don't want to go into it too much, because we did just talk about it. But I did read that... Um, On the last day, I don't know where I put it on the, oh, here it is. The last day is new year's day. Um, and they tend to do a lot of intense meditation, self-analysis and renewal. So it's like a day of reflection and kind of like, you know, new year's is for most of us. Like, what are we going to do this year? That's going to change. How are we going to change or do better? Um, So I thought that was kind of cool. Celebrants are primarily called to reflect on themselves, but a central concept of Kwanzaa is that you cannot know yourself without knowing where you came from. To understand the self, you have to pay homage to your heritage and understand your role in the community. So um, they have three um, questions and answers. Wait, hold on. You con- so the main task of the meditation is to contemplate the three tradition and reasons, which are questions. The first one is, who am I? Number two, am I really who I say I am? Which I think is kind of interesting because, like, mm-hmm. you have to have some level of self-awareness. Because a lot of times we think we're someone we're not, or we want to be someone, but we're not quite there yet. Yes. And am I all I ought to be? So that's number three. Which I think is is pretty cool too, because could I become more? Like, what you know? What do I need to work on? I guess.
0: Yeah, which is a good thing to ask for if you're gonna make resolutions.
1: Yeah. Make some
0: kind of a change in your life. You have to know what it's all about. What you need.
1: Yeah. L- last year, I kind of quietly made a resolution. I didn't talk about too much because I usually make resolutions and <laughs> they I don't keep them. You know. But last year I made a quiet resolution to read more, and I wrote, made myself write down every book that I read this year, and so I read a lot more than I had been because I used to read a lot, and then I got busy being a mom and life and everything, and I just it wasn't I wasn't getting it in. So, and I feel like a better person for it.
0: <laughs> really, it makes a big difference. Reading, you learn so much about
1: other people. And then they have a recitation that they say um, to help with your self-reflection. And it says, Let us not engage the world hur- hurriedly. Let us not grasp at the rope of wealth impatiently. That which should be treated with mature judgment. Let us not deal with in a state of anger. When we arrive at a cool place, let us rest fully. Let us give continuous attention to the future and let us give deep consideration to the consequences of things. And this because of our eventual passing. Um, and then at the end of that, of the January 1st, that's the end of Kwanzaa. And the hope is that your, the renewed sense of self, heritage, and community will last throughout the coming year. I thought that was really cool.
0: Well... Yeah, well, for the reason it was um, invented, I guess, or
1: started. Yeah. Um, Okay, so New Year. In Ecuador, families dress a straw man in old clothes on December 31st. (laughs) And the straw man represents the old year. The family members make a will for the straw man that lists all of their faults, and at midnight they burn the straw man in hopes that their their faults will disappear with him.
0: Oh, that's kind of a cool one. We yeah. should try that one. I like that idea. Is you know I, I I've heard had heard about that. You know, people doing that, and I know I did that once. It was more of a to keep myself from dwelling on things. Yeah. And it actually, once I put that thing into that, on that paper and threw it in the fire, I did feel like, okay, now I don't have to worry about that thing anymore. Yeah, it's, it's like
1: the letting it, well, let people it say let go and let God or whatever. That's kind of how I picture it. Yeah, and, you know? and
0: having that symbol of actually burning it and getting rid of, rid of it. Yeah, it's makes gone. Makes a difference, yeah. yeah. Um, though I don't think it works on all our faults. <laughs>
1: No, but I think like it's the intention that you're gonna let you know. We beat ourselves up a lot over a our lot. faults, and sometimes you have to accept yourself yeah. and just let it be. Like it's just um, the way we are. This is who I am. I'm, you know, I do this thing that <laughs> I wish I didn't do, but I do it, or you know, yeah. And I'm not gonna just dwell on it so it ruins my whole life. Yeah, you know. Um, in Japan, Omisoka, which is New Year's Eve, I hope I said that correctly. If I didn't, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Japan. Um, it's the second most important holiday of the year following New Year's Day, the start of a new beginning. Japanese families gather for a late dinner around 11 p.m. And at midnight, they, many make visits to a shrine or temple. In many homes, there is a cast bell that is struck 108 times, symbolizing desires believed to cause human suffering. Hmm. That's interesting. I would be really bad at ringing or striking the bell. I'd lose count. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, is that, is that 75 or 76? <laughs> well,
0: there can't be any distractions when you're doing it. Yeah, a- but
1: I guess if you take it very seriously, you probably wouldn't be as drifty as I am um in hong kong um they pray to the gods and ghosts of their ancestors on new year's new year's eve um asking that they fulfill wishes for the next year priests read aloud the names of every living person at the celebration wow i was just imagining like that's a lot that could be a lot of names and the list of the names oh at and attach a list of the names to a paper horse and set it on fire the smoke carries the names up to the gods and the living will be remembered.
0: That's a nice ceremony.
1: Sounds like you just want fire. Well, fire is in <laughs> a lot of ceremonies. Fire is cleansing. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I just want to set something on fire. Well, a lot of us have that. Bug. I don't, but I, I know, I'm just know a lot of people you. who do. <laughs> no, but I fire. think that's that's true. Um. Um, to celebrate the Chinese New Year, many children dress in new clothes to celebrate, and people carry lanterns and join in a huge parade led by a silk dragon. The Chin- which is the Chinese symbol of strength. So, according to the legend, the dragon hibernates most of the year, so people throw firecrackers to keep the dragon awake, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it wants, he to wants to go to back to stay day
0: hibernating. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're like, get up, dragon. They want to wake the dragon. Yeah. Let sleeping dragons lie. Yeah. Um, I thought this was interesting. Uh, Mardi Gras, uh, the time of Lent is a solemn one of reflection for Christmas. So the Tuesday before Lent begins is a time of merrymaking for many people around the world. And see, I didn't even know like Mardi Gras was tied into some kind of religious. Thing at all because it doesn't seem like it. I mean, you got girls flashing people and all that. Oh, Does all that goes on? All yeah. that drinking. Um, so uh, in New, or- New Orleans, people wear costumes and attend huge parades for the festival Festival of Mardi Gras, and Brazil's Carnival also features parades, costumes, and music. And uh, the day is also known as Shrove Tuesday. In England, some towns have pancake contests in which women run a race while <laughs> flipping a pancake at least three times. <laughs> and uh, because of the way the calendar changes, Mardi Gras can occur um, anytime, you know, in February or March. It's 47 days prior to Easter. So I guess some years it's more wintery, and some it's a little bit more spring, like you're moving into spring. So
0: that's the... Celebrated before Lent starts,
1: yeah. Which and I guess Lent is when you have to give up everything. So they just yeah. go, the, hog yeah, <laughs> they the do go hog wild on all the stuff they're not wild. supposed to do, I guess, and then um, give it all up on on Lent. I've never been. I've always thought it would
0: be interesting to go, but I know I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't mind being one of those people up on a balcony
1: just watching it. Yeah, it'd be fun <laughs> to watch. I don't know if I'd want to be in the mix. I would not want to be in the mix. I'm too old for that at this point. I'm like, oh. Um, I found another holiday for and that happens in the winter winter on December 2nd called Soyal, Um And it's a Zuni and Hopi Native American um, tribe holiday. Um, and it's also for winter solstice. Um, on December 22nd, they have a ceremony to lure back the sun god, who is believed to have traveled away from the tribes during the winter. And it also marks a new cycle of the wheel of the year. Um, and traditionally, it's viewed as a time of purification. And for the Hopi, it's a festival that lasts 16 days and includes prayers, supplications, a passing down of stories from elders in the tribe, and then concludes with a feast. Um, At the feast, tribe members dress up in masks and costumes to represent kachina spirits, spirits believed to support the community, and they perform dances. And traditionally, children are given dolls that represent the kachina spirits as gifts, which I always find interesting because you can buy kachina dolls, Mm-hmm. But that seems weird, knowing that that's somebody's. It's a spirit. Like, why are we buying someone's spirit? Seems a little a souvenir. Yeah, it seems a little weird. Because we don't know that's what it is. We just yeah. think, oh, this is. And they're beautiful. They're beautifully they made. Are. They're they're amazing. Like I can understand wanting one, but it seems a little bit weird to purchase one. Yes. Like it's when you're they give it to children well
0: once you figure out what it means why it what what the tradition is it it does seem strange to be able to buy one
1: yeah so um i'm just about done but i did find a couple of little things about um mostly about plants (laughs) and in the holiday season um uh, so, the first one is holly. So, Christmas holly was, it started as a tradition of decorating with evergreens at Christmas, and it has ancient roots. It begins hundreds of years ago in ancient Europe when the people used greenery to honor life in the dead of winter. One particular special tree to the ancient Celts was the holly tree. The holly tree had sacred status and is reflected in the modern-day winter solstice ritual of the oak and holly kings fighting to rule over the new year. So I wish I had looked more up about that because that sounds interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To the ancient Romans, holly was popular as a gift during the winter festival Saturnalia. I hope I pronounced that right. Christmas holly history is believed to have begun when the Romans brought the Christmas holly to England where the people there also found it magical. The holly tree was sacred because of its evergreen nature, shiny bright green leaves and radiant red berries, so it represented life in the dead of winter. So I can imagine like everything's dead and brown and gray and mm-hmm. then you have this like lush green. green with red berries. Yeah. They're very pretty. They are. In medieval times the christmas holly was woven into holiday poems the holiday tree was pers- the holly tree was personified as a fertile handsome man <laughs> while the <laughs> ivy was a beautiful young woman and later christmas holly holly history changed and was converted into a christian symbol representing the body of christ and today it's still used in wreaths and garland, and sometimes you can see it woven around trees or pillars um I'm getting this from a website called OtherworldlyOracle.com. In case anybody wants to go and look, uh, let's see. Oh, the tradition of Christmas ivy. So, Christmas ivy was the female counterpart to the holly, who was the the virile man. And ivy and uh, and holly and other evergreens not only honored life in the dead of winter, but also warded off evil spirits. The Christmas Ivy's magic dates back to the ancient Celts. It was linked to the Celtic goddess Arianrod and thought to bring fertility to women. Which makes sense because it's alive in the winter, so it's got to be potent stuff, right? And that's the ivy? That's the ivy. What does the ivy Ivy? look like? Is it like. I don't know. I had a picture, but it didn't print. Uh, it's fallen out of favor in modern holiday celebrations, Uh, so you don't see it too often. But yeah, you might want to Google it and take a look. And then of course we have mistletoe, which everybody probably has heard of, where you stand under it and kiss. Um, it dates back to ancient times before the rise of the church, so... You'll rarely see mistletoe in church because it was regarded, regarded as an evil Christmas plant during the Middle Ages. Ah. Huh. The church wanted to rid society of pagan winter customs, and mistletoe was one of those customs. However, the tradition survived, obviously. Yes. And because mistletoe grows on trees, it has the ability to take on those trees' magical properties, specifically the oak, which was sacred to the ancient Druid priests. The ancient Germanic, Greek, and Celtic people believed mistletoe is magical and brought fertility, protection, and love. But it's really just killing the trees. <laughs> we have to cut this it out of year. our trees all the time. It doesn't look like mistletoe that well, you see it's here. It's probably because it's on um, juniper. Which, so it, it takes it looks like the plant that it's destroying yeah so it tries oh. to turn itself into that except it's always like just a slightly different shade of green more yellow yeah, yeah and it doesn't quite pull it off but I think probably with the with the oak was it the oak tree it probably does a really good job of imitating it yeah um there was also the kissing bow yeah um, Well, this is kind of our version of mistletoe. It involves hanging a bundle of mistletoe from a doorframe or over a threshold, and if two people stand under it together, they kiss. And this began because of the belief the plant brought fertility and love. In Scandinavia, people at war stood under the mistletoe mistletoe to kiss and make up. And there's also the legend linked to the Norse god, gods Loki, Balder, and Frigg. It doesn't tell me what the legend is, though. So, uh, the church tried to get rid of that, too. They don't want people kissing, I guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't do a good job, because it still continues today.
0: Well, anything a little risque. Yeah. We hang on to, and church wants to get rid of.
1: Um... So the birch tree isn't something that we think about too much at Christmas now, but um, the birch tree is prehistoric and likely the first living tree human being saw after the last ice age. Their root systems are... Something to be studied, and scientists have found they literally speak to each other through their roots. I hope that's true. There's some debate right now about that in the scientific community. Whether trees trees communicate, yeah. They know that the fungi, or fungi, however you want to pronounce it, but um, they're not too sure about the trees. But some people really are sure, so we'll see. Um, The birch has been linked to many ancient goddesses, specifically ones also linked to the winter season. including Freya, Nerthus, Birchta, and Hulda. And in later centuries, the Christmas devil, known as Krumpus, would carry birch reeds with him to spank the naughty children. (laughs) Um, So it isn't just a symbol of regeneration and renewal. It's also a symbol of the divine feminine. Um, And it's been used for thousands of years to ward off evil during the winter months. So that's kind of cool. Birch trees. Yeah. I don't think we have birch trees here. I I don't don't think so.
0: I haven't seen any. Uh, Of course, it's hard to see trees in general. Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) we
1: don't even have that many trees, to be honest. Really, it's like bushes that have gotten tall. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The poinsettia. um, uh, Okay. The history of it originates in Mexico. It was, it was traditional in Mexico to leave presents for baby Jesus on altars for Christmas Eve. And legend has it that one day a poor little boy was upset because he had nothing to give the baby Jesus. He knelt at the church's door and prayed, and right where he was kneeling, a beautiful poinsettia plant bloomed. Because of this story, Mexico calls the poinsettia the flower of the holy night. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. When we went to South Africa, the poinsettias were like huge, like way taller and than trees. You. I was like shocked. I just kept staring at them. <laughs> there was a lot of plants there that we have here, like cactus and stuff that are really small. And then there, they're just huge, like gigantic. Yeah. It was really cool to see that. Um, so. Did the, were the poinsettias red? Did they have yeah
0: red leaves on them? Yeah. There?
1: And they bloom in the winter, so they were blooming when we were there, because we were there, in the, there during their winter. It was still pretty warm, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the Christmas plant is named after, well, poinsettia, the first American ambassador to travel to Mexico in the 1800s, um, Dr. Joel Roberts Poinsett. He took a particular interest in the poinsettia plant and brought it back to the U.S. with him. So now it's popular in Mexico and the US during the winter season. Although I am sure it had a name before he went there yes. and named it. Um, let me see, do I have anything else? Oh, I've got the Christmas cactus. Um, it's a cactus that originates in the mountains of Southeast Brazil. And the most amazing thing about it is it blooms at Christmas time. And. Um, that's about all I got on that. You kind of have to force them to bloom. Do you? Yeah. It says they have different shades of pink, red uh, flowers that are in a tubular shape. Yeah. And so I guess the colors probably make people think of Christmas too. They're pretty. But they're harder
0: to get to bloom because you got to go through that dark thing. You know, like you do with the poinsettia. You have to have the, the everything has to be just right. That's why it's hard to keep them alive afterwards. And they have need them really good conditions. Again. Yeah, it's too cold here.
1: Well, I think that's about all I've got. I um, I think. Oops, I'm hitting my microphone. Yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, and I think there's probably way more about Santa Claus too that I could have looked up, like the legends and things.
0: It's hard because, well, for me because I go down a sidetrack all the time I end up seeing something else and I want to research that but it has nothing to do with the topic
1: <laughs> right I have that problem too or like I get kind of caught up in like one part of it like I want to I kind of like finding out the weird the weird stuff like you know more than the regular well, stuff that stuff everybody we knows. Know. Yeah. yeah or like the dark side of things because it's kind of interesting how a lot of cultures have, like, the good guy and the bad guy yes. that comes. Yeah. Where we're just like, we have Santa and he'll give you coal, but he's not going to come and beat you with a birch branch <laughs> or, no. like, lock you in his whatever cabinet or something. Yeah.
0: Or send his well, cat to eat you. kind of taken a lot of that stuff out of things.
1: Yeah. The scary parts. Yeah, we've kind of sanitized a lot of stories. Yeah. yeah. Which I think ruins them a little bit. But maybe it's for the best too. I don't know. The kids do kind of take stuff very seriously at that at the younger ages.
0: Yeah, yeah, they do take some of it.
1: I mean, that could be terrifying if you see Krampus. I mean,
0: even a black cat, then you won't want to. You'd be yeah, afraid afraid of of black black cats.
1: That's true. So, but it is kind of fun, I guess, if you're don't take it too seriously. Yeah. Or the idea that people dress up like that and walk around. Or do the come to your door with a horse skeleton head. That just sounds so
0: fun. (laughs) It's so weird. Weird. We just mostly just say, oh, Santa won't come. You know, you better behave. He won't come. He's watching you now. And then right there you got this fear of who's watching me when I'm doing this. Yeah, that's kind of creepy that you're
1: being watched all the time. Yeah. And then... My youngest was like, I don't think that Santa's ever not come. Like, I don't I think she's kind of like, doesn't believe it. Well, because she knows she's
0: been naughty and <laughs> yeah, still right? came. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> none of us are perfect yeah. either. Or just the fact, too, that you have to be good, like, the last three weeks before Christmas. Like, someone's watching you. It's not, like, all year all we don't year. talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's kind of funny.
0: It is, and it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's rough. I'm it's rough on kids. The holidays, they are. Yeah, yeah I think.
1: Well, it's so much excitement, and then it's got to be somewhat disappointing because it probably never really lives up to their imaginations.
0: No, because what they have TV. I mean, the things they've seen in movies and stuff, it's all magical and all this. and
1: Yeah, and there's only so much you can do, really, as a yeah. person. That's what, <laughs> I
0: kind of like the idea of more of a 12-day Christmas, but being more scaled down on those right. 12 days.
1: Yeah, like, um, I think with Winter Solstice, the gifts that they give are usually homemade and, and, and have something to do with the earth, like yeah. you might make a wreath or you might bake something, or
0: yeah, you
1: know, it's simpler.
0: I know we just, I know kids, they 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 think it's going
1: to be magical, fun, everything, whole day is going to be fun. And you, I'm and, done by Christmas. Yeah, like Christmas morning, it's like I just need to sleep.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know. We need to keep it simple.
1: Yeah. And then we have all our traditions and things that we do. So, and it gets very busy, like, you know, during the pandemic, it slowed way down, which was kind of nice. But, you know, there's little festivals and things that happen in town and then people have little Christmas parties and, you know, it it starts to get to be too much where you're just worn out. Yeah, there's always something going
0: on every day and you still need to get the, the stuff you want to get done, your regular
1: yeah, you still have to clean your house and, and cook, cook and, and
0: then you want to cook something special like cookies or, you know, doing gingerbread houses and things yeah, like that. Yeah, and then,
1: you know, we're, you, you and Jim with the diabetes and all that, we can't do some of that stuff, so we're trying to come up with new Alternate. new traditions, yeah, <laughs> and not, we're not making the candies and the cookies like we used to, no. so everything evolves, I guess.
0: Yeah, it does, it does. Nothing stays the same, not really. Any tradition, there's always something in there that kind of throws it off for that year. Yeah. Or it seems like it. So, well, and that said. <laughs> what was that? I said, and that said about not, you know, kind of a downer, end on a downer there, but it's well, not. Well, it's not really a downer. You know, I just, mean,
1: we're lucky in so many ways that we have all these opportunities. It's just learning to say no to some and yes to others and. And there's, it's good to be healthier. You know, I I think it's probably better for the kids, too, if we kind of tone down all the sugar. And the sugar, yeah. Especially if we, we know we have diabetes and are running in our gen- Blood, genetics yeah. or whatever. <laughs> like, get them started off better. So, but yeah, it's, it's not. It's
0: just the anticlimactic part of it. Like, I always feel let down on Christmas night because I didn't get the the best present you know yeah I didn't please somebody a whole lot or I yeah you like I should have done this and something I so done exciting that. instead of being accepting that I'm not that person that does everything and makes it all magical and, well, and
1: it's like we don't have you know. the money to be buying something that's gonna you know no one's gonna be buying anybody a car or you know something that's so exciting that you're you know what what could what is that gonna be you know it's that's hard i've heard the toys like their kids they want that toy so bad and then they get it and it's just not what they thought it was going to be usually they're disappointed and it gets more every year yeah because if you do the big thing last year you got to do something twice as big this year and And you can't always come up with something
0: when the kids are little and they start off they don't really care They want that. Oh, this is in a nice box. I want to play with this box. And they just play with that. Or or... they
1: open like the first present and they're good. They they want to play with that. Yeah, Yeah, they they don't don't. care about the rest. (laughs) Yeah, because I I remember one year when Sam was very young, like three maybe or something, she had so many presents, like because everybody sent something. Plus, I probably went overboard because you're trying to create the magic. And she was just, she had a meltdown. Like she was exhausted. And then we actually had to stop opening presents and then she would open one or two every day for a little like the week after (laughs) she just was so overwhelmed yeah and so you know we learned
0: yeah well in that I understand that too if you open it and you you
1: like what it is
0: you don't want to be interrupted you want to enjoy what you you want (laughs) to enjoy it
1: and then sometimes you open socks and it's like oh socks socks. you know (laughs) but it's like you end up wrapping everything individually so it looks like there's more presents you know and i think i've gotten away
0: from a lot of the extra presents and trying yeah, just to focus to look, on one good present that to i get look, look like. good, yeah yeah
1: it's hard as a parent too though cuz you see i've seen people post a lot of people will post pictures on christmas eve of their tree and there's just a billion presents like it fills and the whole room i feel with so presents. inadequate like if i don't even want to post a picture of what we have it's just so yeah um small in comparison but also i don't think my kids could handle if they saw that in the morning i think they would just Go crazy. Well, I think, I don't even think they'd want to open them all. Like they just get bored of opening presents. It's less. How many times can you have a really great present
0: in all those presents?
1: Yeah. Or just doing that one, like the same thing over and over. They have, they want to do something else. (laughs) It's so weird, but it's just how they are. And there,
0: and I remember Sam, I don't know if she still says it, but she would, every present, just what I wanted. She was just so she loved everything And to be so polite too she wanted everyone to feel good that they got her the best present because she'd be
1: that's just what I wanted and it would make you feel really good but then later there would just be like a box or bag of all the things she got just sitting there that hadn't been touched for weeks yeah yeah so I don't know I just don't I think it used to be like more is more with that and now I'm like let's focus on things that are fun to do like an act activity like a gift that's an activity yes even if it's when I create myself like a box of um art supplies that you know we're gonna make something with or you know something that's gonna last longer than just oh here's this figure I wanted from this show I watch or you know yeah yeah but that takes a lot more effort for sure, too. <laughs> it does. It does.
0: It takes a little planning.
1: That's why I'm so tired
0: on Christmas Day. <laughs> and I find sometimes I find something that's good for someone and I buy that. And then I see 20 more things
1: that oh, are really great yeah. for that
0: person and the other person I can't think of a
1: thing. <laughs> that's what happens every year. There's one person that I could buy like 50 things for that they would love and they need or you could use or whatever. And then there's the other person that you're like... I don't know what to get them at all. Like nothing's coming up. And now that money is tight, I mean it's really
0: tight for a lot of people now. Yeah. You can't buy. You're just getting a food whole on lot. the
1: table is is a struggle with the prices. Yeah. And I'm doing a lot of homemade gifts and thrift store gifts this year. Yeah. And I pretty much just keep saying that to everybody so they they're prepared. Yeah. You know, but I don't think they'll mind.
0: Nobody, because really, when it comes down to it. And Christmas night or the next day, you can't even think of the, what did I get?
1: <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs> I, I can not remember. remember.
0: <laughs> but I do remember, you know. I'm in a stupor. <laughs> so the giving part is better because when you yeah, give somebody fun. that they really like and they're all excited, you feel like you did your job. <laughs>
1: yeah, you
0: feel good. So.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway. I well, think I hope, it's time to... I hope everybody has a good holiday, whichever holidays you're celebrating this month. Yeah. And... Be safe. Yeah. Be safe. Watch out for Krumpus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. And uh, I may be coming to your door with a horse skeleton <laughs> head because who can
0: resist? I don't know if anybody would know what that's for here. The- yeah, I've never, never heard, heard of it funnier. before.
1: <laughs> might have to make like a papier-mâché version. That would be cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You'd probably scare somebody. <laughs> They're probably going to think I'm Satan worshiper or something around here. I'll get in trouble. Probably. I donated some money today for someone's birthday thing on Facebook, and um, I didn't think much about it, but it was uh, sponsored by the Temple of Satan. And (laughs) um, which is a group of people that don't necessarily worship Satan. It's more about they kind of push boundaries. Like, if you're going to put up a Christian statue at the courthouse, well, we want to put up this Satan statue. I think it kind of points out, you know, how we're bending the rules on religion that we're supposed to hold up, you know, that everybody's religion matters. Yeah. And they kind of do they do some good work in that area. But then um, right after I did it, this thing came up that said Lillian is donated to the (laughs) Satanic Temple. And I'm like, oh, great. Like everybody's (laughs) going to see this. And people here are very um, Christian centered. A lot of my friends. So if you're listening to this, I do not worship Satan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not a good tag to
0: put on yourself, really. But
1: Yeah, but also I don't, you know, I'm not really ashamed of my donation either because it, it's something that I believed in, so. Well,
0: the, the fact that they want to keep religion out of, uh, st- I don't know what you would call it, state, federal, yeah. government.
1: Right, um, but if you're going to do that, which we are supposed to do, it has to be all religion, not just every religion, but Christianity. Yeah. Because that's not how it's supposed to work either, so. No. I think it helps kind of point that. It's kind of like there's these websites, too, that um, flip stuff on their on its head. Like, they'll have men posed like women in magazines or dressed scantily or yeah. saying stupid things like, I don't know how I'm going to work at my job and raise my family. But when you see a man saying it, it just looks ridiculous. Because nobody ever thinks about how is that man raising his family while he has a full-time job. But, you know, it's something that... Well, if he does do that, if he's
0: single and raising his family, he gets a lot of credit. Lots
1: of credit. Yeah. But I think what I'm trying to say is, like, it points out how ridiculous some of the questions or things people ask women are. Cause you know, its just normal for us. But then when they ask a man, you're like, "That sounds weird. Why? You know, that doesn't sound right." But no. but it's kind of this weird bias that we have. And I don't even know how I got off on this topic, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was something with the, <laughs> with all of that. But anyway, I guess I should just stop get get off a of soap my soapbox.
0: Yeah. Trying not to get the tag of Satan worshiper. That's why. <laughs> yeah, my
1: disclaimer. <laughs> I'm not a Satan worshiper. I don't actually even believe in Satan, really, so I can't no, worship him. No,
0: Well, anyway, I hope everyone has on a... good that note.
1: Yeah, hope you
0: all have a good day tomorrow and, um, you know, celebrate your family. Celebrate the good things. Is tomorrow Christmas? Well, isn't this... This is going to be on the... Isn't it? I don't know. <laughs>
1: I don't think so i think it is well because well this maybe... is on a sunday we're so oh, is we're it? recording this ahead obviously well we could <laughs> so, cut that out too you know yeah this comes out on the 21st so
0: well a couple days in a couple days <laughs> yeah in a few days just
1: be safe enjoy your holidays you should cut this out because you don't cut out the things i think you should cut out i can't well i can't cut everything out if like there's someone talking and then you can't there has to be a pause to cut stuff out i'm not a miracle worker well if you go back a little further you could cut me out just
0: cut your whole thing out just me to stop with me saying i'll have a merry christmas enjoy your family and cut out tomorrow
1: <laughs> i'll see what i can do maybe it'll right. be your christmas present all right just know i get confused that's uh a... i mean we don't know what day it is no all okay. right well that's it merry christmas and happy hanukkah and happy kwanzaa and all the other holidays that are coming or have passed or are <laughs> this is where you
0: just say happy holiday
1: yeah happy holiday <laughs> bye bye